Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back. This is the Kelly Roach Show. And I am so excited to have Martha Garza with us here today. And we are going to be talking about building a values-driven business and how this impacts your ability to really stand out in the market, captivate, and cultivate. Martha, super excited to have you on the show today. I'm so excited to be here, Kelly. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. So talk to me a little bit about how did you land in this space of helping entrepreneurs to really understand how to intertwine these things in their brand to really stand out in the market? Absolutely. So my background is a mixed bag. I am a trained designer, but I never worked as one. I ended up going to Italy to do my master's in marketing for luxury. And I thought I was going to do it to come and sell my design work. And it ended up changing my life. I worked for Cartier in Italy and I fell in love with marketing moved to the U.S. and then I started bringing European brands into the U.S. I learned a lot about communicating values and messaging through my experiences in those brands that were mostly, yeah, like top companies in the European market trying to enter or establish themselves in the U.S. and understanding how what seemed to be their messaging in Europe couldn't be the same for the American market because we shop differently, we think differently. And in that translation, I found this beautiful passion at helping pretty much entrepreneurs use those same strategies we used in seven, eight-figure businesses and bringing it to them so they can also communicate what they care about to talk to their clients and connect with them. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that the average person probably doesn't realize how much thought and strategy goes into the messaging and the marketing and the values cultivation of brands that seem like maybe they sell perfume or maybe they sell a watch or a purse, right? And they don't realize that just like we as service-based business owners are so values-driven that these bigger corporations that sell retail products are as well. So talk to me a little bit about like, let's use Cartier as an example, like talk to me a little bit about some of the mindset between behind the cultivation of that brand and their brand strategy and and how they go to market and their messaging and all of that. Of course. So when I was working in Cartier, I was Cartier, working for Cartier Italy. So one of the my thesis actually for my master's was bringing out one of their products to launch. And it was so fascinating. I went out into the field and I interviewed 100 Italian women, young women, on their perception of Cartier. And it's so funny. I grew up in Mexico. In Mexico, Cartier was the last 10 years the number one luxury brand, which is a very different positioning. In France, they're very traditional and classic. But in Italy, I discovered that for a lot of Italians, it was their grandma's brand. They're like, oh, that's the, the stuff my grandma would buy. And it was just very interesting to see my perspective coming from a Mexican that grew up coming to the U.S. and like understanding shopping here in America was my normal versus someone that was in France versus someone that was in Italy. So I think it made it clear that understanding was your market was vital. So we had to get into their minds and what they wanted to see. I was launching uh, perfumes and I were with Cartier. 
at the time and kind of understanding what we needed to talk about. And I think for me, the most fascinating part was understanding that Cartier, when it started, was actually a disruptor, which we never see Cartier like that. But in its times, Cartier was actually the first one to have a woman as their head of design. Uh, her name was Jean Toussaint. And when everyone else was doing Art Deco, Cartier started doing animals. That's when the panther came in, the animalier. And the woman, this woman, Jean Toussaint, was called the panther because they said that everywhere she went, like her presence would be known. And it was not that she was beautiful, but she was so interesting and captivating. So she pretty much broke the rules. And I feel like it's so in interesting to see how sometimes the history is lost in translation or within cultures, but that's kind of what it was. So when I was working there, we launched a perfume honoring her uh, while I was in Italy. And it was really beautiful to see how they were picking up from their history and bringing it to the current times to connect with the everyday woman now that is not waiting, sitting around to get a perfume bought for her or jewelry bought for her, but she's out there buying it for herself. So I feel like understanding their client really helped them to tell this story and connect with their current like 2000, you know, uh, year 2000 client that maybe was very different from the 1950s client. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so powerful to hear that, you know, Cartier, which is, you know, one of the, the best known luxury brands in the world, uh, once again, they disrupted by doing something different. They stepped forward courageously to lead in a new way and they followed through on that idea and it allowed them to really make their mark on the world. And they have stayed true to being an icon brand through generations, right? And like you said, the stories are passed down and told and, and the messaging and brand looks different from country to country, uh, but they were able to play that forward. And I think that's such an important reminder for online entrepreneurs right now. I see so many online influencers right now teaching entrepreneurs, oh, just go copy what's trending. Go copy what's trending. Go repeat the reels that trending uh, reels are going. Go find the top performing songs and use those because that's what's trending. Go copy the same topics or the same you know format or the same idea for your social that everyone else is doing because those are already proven concepts. And while yes, that's true, they're proven concepts, are you building your own brand or are you building someone else's, right? If we're not courageous enough to step forward and to use our own critical thinking and have our own ideas and, and create our own disruption in our markets, all we're doing is reinforcing our position as number two. We're never going to be able to claim that position as number one. So I love that story that you just shared. I love that reflection and it's so true. I used to show, so a lot of my clients come with a lot of hesitation to be the outcast, you know, to be the sore thumb that we like, oh my God, this is so different compared to what everyone else is doing. Are we crazy? And of course, they're in industries that are more classical sometimes and I totally understand their fear. And my favorite exercise is taking them to see their competition, which they have sometimes a lot of like, oh, I don't want to see it, but blah, blah, maybe. And I told them, no, 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 I want you to come and see. So you see that if you switch their logos, they look exactly the 
same. You would not notice that I switched those logos. Why? Because their messaging is so diluted. They want to make everyone yeah. happy. So everything kind of looks the same. And it's so funny because you see one jewelry brand rebranding and then they compare the rebrands and they choose the same colors. And I'm like, oh, wow. Why would you try to do that? When you stand out, people look like we notice what's yeah. different. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So this year for us, we, we've been focused this whole year on disrupting ourselves, disrupting the market. That's always been kind of the signature of our brand. And we decided this year to really focus on disruptive imagery as far as the photography that we're doing. So I've been doing a lot of like black and white photography. I've been doing a lot of like serious tone versus like just the smile, right? And all these things. And the feedback and just the the rush from the market has been amazing. And it's like, it's not even like what we're doing is that brilliant. It's just that everyone else is just copying each other. No yes. one else is, is really like stretching themselves to say, hey, what's a unique perspective that we can take on this? What's something different and thought provoking that can get someone to really like take a moment with your brand versus saying, oh yeah, that looks just like, okay, yeah, that's familiar. Familiarity is a great thing in marketing, but it also is not allowing you you to claim leadership. So there's a difference between acceptance by familiarity versus leadership through creating a polarizing message or creating disruptive imagery or disruptive messaging. So I think that's really something for people to think about. What are some of the things that you do with your clients specifically to help them learn how to kind of think for themselves and how to get their brand to actually stand out versus blending in with everyone else? I love that question. So my method, I call it uh, my, my last name, my Garza method is three parts. We talk about the brand's heart, the brand's soul, and then the brand's mind or strategy. So I love going super deep. Most of my clients are like, I didn't think you were going to ask me all these personal questions. But I feel like sometimes we start a business. It's great. We're starting to make money, which is beautiful. I tell my clients, don't hire me until you go and prove that your idea works and you're making money yeah. as your first XP years. But we rarely stop and think, okay, why am I doing this? There's all these ways I could be making money. There's all these ways that I could generate revenue. I could be working at whatever and make more money. Why did I choose this and to help these people specifically? So we go deep into the why why this why now and why does it matter these three questions are really what gets us to the heart of it i had clients mm -hmm. cry during our uh, sessions feels like brand therapy a little bit yeah. but it's so good to hear like okay what why is this happening what am i creating this and also yeah. we see okay what's my vision for 5 15 20 years from now which they don't mm -hmm. think i'm going to ask them these questions and again this is another another exercise where they sometimes cry cuz they have this huge bold vision and is the first time they said them out loud. Some of them are afraid yeah. of saying them out loud. And then we talk about, okay, so how does your brand communicate? There's one part, which is, yes, the heart of the brand and why you do things. And then another one is, how do you show up in the world? Are you... Like you said, the more mysterious brand that people just feel so intrigued and pulled over because pulled into because when you 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 rarely speak when when you do you drop these truth bombs and they need to listen to them. They're like so yeah. enticed. Are you? I don't know. Like the 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 brand whisperer. I have a friend that does this amazing brand. Um, she pretty much pulls brands apart and tells them this is what they did this and this made this choice and this is why they rebranded and this is their 
foundation story, she built a brand on doing this type of videos and creating this type of content. So how are you communicating to your brand? Are you like I had a client and she said, if there's a conversation about toilets, I'm unsubscribing from that email list. I feel like that is so crass and I'm sophistication. She's so clear on who she is and who she's not that she knows exactly what she's going to respond to. So um, getting so clear on a brand personality is really important. And some of my clients are so afraid of like being bolder again on their beliefs. And when they express those beliefs, though, is when people are like, that's my person. Oh, my God. That person also loves God and thinks is the most important yeah. part of her life. I want to work with her so much more because yeah. she understands me. Like um, the reason I picked my therapist was because she was an expat living in Germany. And I was thinking if there's so someone else that's going to understand how I'm living in another country and building a life, it's going to be her. Right. So we are pulled to people that really we find connection with. So if we build a persona that cannot be relatable, then it cannot be pulled. And then lastly, yeah. the strategy or the mind is when we see competitors and okay, how do we differentiate? What is the one thing from my why and from my how that makes me so different that, and I need to like put up the volume on that so people see the difference. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I think it's such important work to do and to do periodically over the lifetime of the brand, because you start off with one idea and you grow and the brand grows and the business evolves and you evolve. And it's so important at every step of the way to continue to evolve your messaging, your go-to-market strategy, your thoughtfulness about what you're trying to convey and how you're conveying it. And I think sometimes, you know, as you progress, you almost like get distanced from the heart and soul of the brand, uh, you know, because you're, you're managing the day to day of running the business. Right. And it's such a, a great way to get recentered and to get refocused on what is the why for the next 10 years with this company, right? What, what is the, the significance of what we're doing and what is the, the impact that we're trying to create in the world? So when you look at the brand work that you do with people, what would you say are some of the most powerful, most meaningful shifts that your clients make in terms of their brand evolution that help them to really up-level their go-to-market? I think the biggest one is how much more they like trust to come out to the world because they feel like they have such a strong message that sustains the work they do. I think most of my clients are already so proud of the work they do. They believe in it. They think it's amazing. They're so embarrassed that the outside is not matching. They're like, yeah. I need to hide my website or I need to hide. Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly how, what words to use to sell this or uh, yeah. And I feel like the biggest transformation is this trust that I see in them after we're done. I had a client um, that we just spoke after six months and she told me my practice is full and I know a lot of it is due to the work we did together. Like my practice yeah. is full because the way I trust myself, the way I talk about my business, the way it all has changed because you gave yeah. me all the tools. You pulled everything from my brain. I feel like I tell my clients, the brilliance is already there. It's just sitting together to pull it all out and make make it make sense so it's easier yeah. to communicate. So I feel like the trust they have in themselves, the clarity. I, I, I always say that the number one feedback I get and it's my favorite when they say it 
and I don't ask them specifically is clarity. They're like, I am so clear on what's next. I have direction. I know what to do. I, I know the ABCD after this. It's not a puzzle like before. Yes. I love that. I love that. And going back to what you said earlier, you know, that the most powerful brand shift is like coming out to the world with your beliefs and your values and all of that. You know, I I think that's always a struggle. I know for me, you know, I've always kind of like been, I've always kind of walked the line with sharing about my faith. You know, I, I am a person of God. I am a Christian. I, you know, go to church every week. I, I, you know, that is an important part of my life. And I've always kind of struggled to feel totally comfortable talking about that because I don't want people of other faiths or different beliefs to feel like they can't, you know, resonate. I believe and welcome people of all faiths, of course, in, in my world. And, you know, so it's been, it's been a great kind of moment for me just over the last, you know, year to begin to share that more and to begin to be more vocal and more willing to kind of share more of myself. But it's also something that you, you have to face your fears with because you recognize that there's going to be certain people that don't like that and that judge you and that, you know, dislike that, you know, about you. But then I think at the same time, for those that you lose, there's 10 more that you gain because people realize, oh my gosh, you had this layer to you that I knew nothing about. You had this part of you that's so special that I didn't even know was there, right? I love that you share that. Yes, I feel like uh, there's part of me that also don't want doesn't want to push people away. And I'm also I grew up in church and uh, in Mexico, and I, I I go to church here in New York, and it's so important, such an important part of my life. And most people that know me know that I love God, but like you, I didn't want to push people away to not work with me because of that. Because I'm a very open person. Like my best friend uh, that I met here the first day I moved to New York, she was Buddhist. She is Buddhist, and and we are still like sisters and I feel like yeah. the respect that it's and everything is there. But I love that you started sharing more because I believe it's so true that one people, one person will repel, 10 more come and come stronger. Yeah. And yeah. I heard you said earlier that uh, that your clients talk about the work with you. Right. And that's what yeah. you're creating when you are actually sharing more of yourself. The connection gets stronger. So like I rep the people I work with like crazy, like it yeah. looks like they're paying me to do so. I'm paying them <laughs> to work with them. And because I build this connection with them and yeah. it's beautiful and for me they're such an important part of my life that I want more people to work with them and to know them so I agree that when we open parts of our lives and our hearts that we were not sharing before as much for that fear of not of pushing people away the right people come closer and it's yeah. incredible to see it and actually I to our listeners when you're not repelling people there might be a problem with your messaging because yeah. then you're also not attracting as strong as, as a magnet when you're a really powerful attractor you will also be a powerful reflect uh, yeah it's uh, so true yeah. 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 It's no, it's so true. So what would be just a couple tips that you would give to the business owners listening to the show today that are like, yeah, I need to kind of do a refresh. I need to really think about what is coming through from my brand and they want to take it a layer deeper. You know, what would be some tips that you would give to them to help them identify maybe where those opportunities are and to get started doing that? 
I love that question. So the first one would be sitting with yourself and asking yourself why five times, because the first two, three answers are going to be surface answers, yeah. answers you give yeah. to people around you, answers that you're like already automatic. Yeah. My third, my fourth answer in one of these exercises was, I believe that joyful people are the ones that go change the world. And I didn't yeah. even know I believed that and until I did yeah. it so much that, that that belief came out. And now I share it a lot. So go deep in within yourself. The second thing I would yeah. say, go to your clients that you work with already, because I feel like we're trained to do this ideal customer avatar that we build out of thin air. There's nothing wrong yes. with these beautiful exercises, but you already have clients. So go talk yeah. to them. They already know you. So true. <laughs> Ask them what was your favorite thing for them? What was the favorite thing of working with you? What do they think that makes you so unique? Have conversations because you're going to be so amazed of all the new things you yeah. learn about yourself because of what they reflect to you. I heard so much more about the impact that my work had when I started having these conversations and it didn't occur to me to talk to them six, one year later to see, okay, we did this a year ago. How do you see it reflected now yeah. that time has passed, that you had time to actually execute on this? And yeah. it's really beautiful and humbling and a gift. So talk to your clients, ask yourself why. And also, you can also talk to the people if you don't have that much of a big, now you're starting out and you don't have that many clients, go talk to the people around you and ask them, mm -hmm. what do you see is my gift that I'm bringing to the world? Because it's going to be clear on what your messaging is, what your positioning is. And when you're clear on your positioning, everything shifts. And I know that this sounds very cliche, but it's true. You start be, like people start being so attracted to you because you're sh so sure of your message and what you stand for. Sure. for that it's so attractive. So that would be. Yes. I love that. I love that. So powerful. Really, really great tips. So where can people connect with you to learn more? How can they get in touch? What, where do they go from here? They can go to MarthaGarza.com. That's my website. I'm also on Instagram as Martha Cristina, Martha with an H, Cristina with no H, because it's a very Mexican name and Everyone in the U.S. spells it wrong. <laughs> and they can also, uh, I just launched a new way of working with me. And the website is so easy to remember. It's yourbrandinaday.com. So if they go to your brand yeah. in a day, they can find out about what I do, how I do it, and how they can also rebrand and work with me one-on-one. -on -one. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Martha. This was such a great conversation. I loved every second of it. And I know the work you're doing in the world is so powerful and is impacting so many people's ability to connect and serve and make a difference out there. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for being such an example of building a brand that stands by their values and beliefs. Thank you, Martha. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We'll see you back here in just a couple of days. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week. We'll see you next time.